Thanks, Basil. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the, the super coach spotlight with X and Dom. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes, you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay. Because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. Welcome back, X, to another edition of the Supercoach Spotlight. Um, obviously, we're taking on a bit of feedback from previous episodes. We're going to condense um, our podcast into to one episode per week just because it's been a bit tricky to, to get things out with the Thursday teams and it's sort of been a bit all over the place. So we can condense things into just one podcast and, and probably have a bit of a longer podcast today and that'll be the only podcast for the week. Um, and then we're going to direct our captaincies across our Instagram page, which is supercoach underscore spotlight. Have I missed anything around that, Exie? No, look, I think uh, we're getting to that point in the season, Doma, where you know it's probably not necessary to have the two potties anyway. Um, teams are getting to a point where we're almost full premium now, so there's probably just a, a couple of equations that we need to go to, and, and there's less uh, focus on um, the, the teams and, and what rookies have been selected. So it probably just makes sense now to, uh, to get things to a point where it's streamlined. Um, Look, I'm pretty keen to, to hear how things went. Obviously, um, there were some scaling issues, Dom, at the end of uh, this round and, and people who had uh, emergencies and loopholes and whatnot uh, weren't calculated properly um, upon completion of the round. So things have kind of been adjusted a little bit since, which for me was a little bit disappointing because my rank uh, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, but I'm keen to start with you, mate. How did you go this week and, uh, and where's the ranking sitting? Yeah, I'd actually be quite happy with my score this week. If I had a captain correctly, I would have probably gone around close to 2,700 had I captained properly. But ended up putting the, the C on um, Laird after VC and Dunkley, who was subbed off at three-quarter time and sort of left me with a, a score I couldn't take in the VC of, of 90. Well, actually, it might have been just over the time of scaling. I think it was 107 with scaling. Um, but I just couldn't take that. So I ended up going Laird, who scored 84, um, and ended up putting up 25.53 which is not too bad, all things considered, um, with that. And also having Fife on field wasn't ideal either, but um, yeah, that'll be the last one for the season with Fife here. Um, what's, and um, what's the team value sitting at there, Dom? Team value is sitting at XE. It is sitting at just under 14 million. Okay. Um, and I'm ranked overall 3.4K um, with two trades left, or three trades left. Okay, fantastic. So you're trying to trying to hold fat for the for the back end of the season. Hopefully, you can make up a little bit of ground. Um, you know, <laughs> we were talking earlier this week that Hearn trade really hurt. So uh, hopefully, you can kind of get some things going on. I've been a little bit luckier, Dom. To be honest, I feel like I've managed to dodge a lot of carnage, um, partly through being burnt previously. Um, so one of the reasons I didn't get Fife was I had him at the start of the year, and I just I just couldn't do it again. 
which turned out to be a good decision after he's um, sort of reignited that stress fracture he had in his foot. Um, but yeah, look, I I really struggled to talk anything super coach Dom after what must only be described as a, a really rookie blunder um, after leaving the captaincy on Tim Taranto. So obviously with Richmond having the bye last week, uh, I loopholed and the captaincy was still on Timmy. And by the time I got away from footy training and out of the meeting, uh, Timmy was still the captain and um, and I was very, very sad with myself. And um, it's, it's hard to be too uh, upset though. I did put up 26-15. Um, I still rose in the ranks. I'm at... Uh, 2,211 now, so hoping to push into that sort of top 2K. Hopefully this week, if I can manage to sort out a captain. And it must be said, Dom, we didn't and put up a captain. What's the team value? In. What are we sitting at with team value? Team value is at 14,521,000. So is it 14,5? Wow, that is ridiculous how much more money you have than me. But to yeah, be fair, been, like, I haven't generated any cash for a while. I think I've, I've been pretty lucky with Sheldrick and... Uh, and yeah. obviously Houston can go, lunch, have been huge. Uh, go go nuts now as well since he had a one sixty or whatever he put up. So uh, I did get Houston will go uh, through yeah, the roof yeah, yeah. price wise, but not not that it matters. I think at this point in yeah. the year, if you're full premium, that's really the only category you need to tick. But yeah, I was I was pretty stoked. I think this year, um, this week, I was just going to say, Don, we didn't put up a captaincy post, which probably saved our listeners some points because. We um were equally horrendous with our choices with Timmy seventy two and and Laird I think was it eighty flat from Laird Donald? 80, 84 out of Laird and pretty much all my other midfielders scored like one twenty um minus Sam Welsh so yeah I could have gone anyone else and, and been pretty happy so I, I made a bit of a blunder there that's for sure. Oh, it stings, mate. It stings. Well, look, uh, another thing that you're probably keen to get over fairly quickly was the first game of the round and and that was between. Brisbane Lions and the Tigers. Um, Doma, it was it was quite quite a slugfest, wasn't it? Um, it would have been tough watching for you. Uh, yeah, mate. Thankfully, I was at footy training um, for most of it, um, and and didn't end up viewing too much of the second half. Um, as you can probably understand, uh, my frustration. Um, all things considered, there was a probably a bit of a shining light for Richmond in terms of the back line. Uh, Bolter, Broad and Vlosten all stood up extremely well um, and looked really good down there. So, I mean, that's a bit of a shining light, um, but we have a gaping hole in the midfield and the forward line, which just sort of rules us out for any chance of participating in the, the final series this year. Um, so it's just sort of time for us to sort of blood some youth, I think. Um, for sure after that bit of a tailing up. But look, it is always hard to beat Brisbane in Brisbane and that's you know a bit of a fortress for them up there. Um, but yeah, I think on the Tigers side, I did say I've lost in a bit of a sneaky pod um, in the back line, scored 120. And I think given the way I can see Richmond's back half of the year going from here, um, I think those back line players are actually going to score pretty well for Richmond as well. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be down there a lot if this game's anything to go. But I, I think this is a bit of an outlier. You guys were... Really, really horrendous to be honest, and 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 Lions, uh, like to their credit, they looked really good. They were very clean when they had the footy, and um, and Richmond never really managed to get on their level, which was a bit of, bit of a shame for someone who accidentally still left the captaincy on Timmy. And I don't, Dom, has Tim been below a ton this year, or like, what is seventy two? Where'd that come from? Yeah, that was by far his worst score for the year, and. I think, you know, we read through his stat line throughout the year and then versus this one, it's, it's a bit of a disparity there and it's a rough time for you to, to captain, him, captain him, um, considering his lowest score before this is a 90 and then 
everything oh. else has sort of been 120, 140, you know, as well. So a bit stiff for you, mate. Um, but I think, you know, we sort of ended up in the same boat this week with the captaincy. So can't complain too much given the score th- and rising Timmy's- the ranks, as you said. I think Timmy and, and, and like you said, I don't mind Vloston um, either as a conversation point, but they're probably the only two now that Jane and Short's injured that are relevant on the TIG side. Would that be fair? Yeah, Tim, yeah, I'd probably say Vloston. Um, Daniel Riola is a sneaky pod. He'll be back there enough that he might actually get a few kick-ins, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but probably those two, I think, for Richmond, would be the only ones I'd consider um, for sure. Okay, well, let's, um, let's jump straight into the Lions side. And there was obviously a lot more happening over here. Uh, than on the Tigers. So uh, another really lopsided affair when it comes to the point allocation. Uh, there's some massive scores. Lockie Neal, he got off the leash a little bit, um, racking up 143. Humor Cluggage, which is one of the games of his life, probably, 157, uh, and, and absolutely dominated as a winger. Um, and then Darcy Wilmot, uh, one of the cash cows from earlier in the year, not relevant for anyone anymore, I doubt, but 120, I didn't even think he had a ceiling like that, to be honest. Mate, you're playing against which is hats, anything's possible. <laughs> well, that's very true. Um, Will Ashcroft, um, we, we had a theory through the year, Don, that Ashcroft was amazing at the Gabba, and he showed again that that is exactly the case. Um, Josh Dunkley, and disappointingly... With, um, f- with the plug, just was mentioned, he was playing in the midfield most of the game uh, rather than the wing. Okay, there you go. That, the role change has obviously been kind to I wonder if we'll see more of that coming up. There's like... There's not a lot of openings in that. Yeah, um, I think they're just move. sort of playing around with the mix with uh, Zach Bailey um, as well. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see what, what they sort of end up doing with the back half of the season. They sort of got to line that up and, and get it uh, pretty stable, I would have thought, rather than throwing things around. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard because I think a lot of the other guys um, in Neil, Dunkley and, and Ashcroft, they can't really play anywhere else, whereas McCluggage yep. is actually... A gun winger, so that makes it hard. Um, Josh Dunkley getting subbed out. Dom, have we yeah. sort of heard any news on on what happened there? And is he going to be right yeah. for this week? Yeah. So obviously he suffered a bit of a coarse calf, um, but he was in pretty good spirits after the game, thinking that it wouldn't be too much. It's a bit more of a precaution, um, just considering the the state of the game was was well and truly over. Um, so look, I'm I'm confident he'll be back up for for this week. And you'd think too with um, with Joshy Dunkley, like if if he does manage to miss. He's missing for everyone. He's just such a gun this year. You have to have him in your oh, side. Yeah. So he's probably one of those people that you just don't worry too much about. It'll only be a week if it's a cork calf anyway. If it was, which it doesn't look like it will be. Well, yeah, it was a cork calf, but it's also like I don't think it's enough to keep him out for the week, hopefully anyway. I definitely can't afford any more injuries because I'll probably be copping a donut if that is the case. And I guess the other, only other sort of person mentioned for Brisbane this game, Esky, is probably Jasper Fletcher um, having another really solid performance as well and can be a little, good little cash cow for people who ended up with him later on um, as well. So that, that's, a, that's a good shout-out there. Um, and then obviously Devitt Robinson not too bad this week after bouncing back from, from last week's um, dismal score. I think we got it right. We did say Jasper Fletcher um, of the rookies on the bubble were, was probably the one we liked the most at the best price point. Um, and, and he was mm. he was really good this game. And he's been solid the whole way through. Like his worst score has been sort of 50. He's been pretty consistent around there. But he hasn't really disappointed you. For, for someone at his level, it, admittedly, you're going to have to wait a little while before you sort of see you know, him kind of getting up around that 300k price mark. But it, it does look like that's possible now. Um, Don, before we moved on to the next game, I, I did just want to say as well, I know you alluded to the captain's challenge earlier on and um, and you've managed to tick off, I believe, and the listeners will be um, will all be curious about this, the ice bucket challenge um, that you uh, received. Is, is that completed? Am I right in... Um 
have you, saying that? Uh, have you read the script, mate? We're putting, we're weaving this in. Rather than doing this at the start, we've gone and done one game and then you've decided that now's a point to talk about it. Well, I just, I just was really interested in it, to be honest. And, um, you and just couldn't hold, it, you couldn't hold it in any longer? Not at all. No, it was more interesting than the Sydney-Geelong game. Absolutely. So uh, well, what's the update, draw. mate? What's the update? Uh, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, I did mention, um, you know, in, in the video, the, the, you know, the reasons alluding to why it was been, well, has been delayed, um, but I'm a man of my word, you know, if, if I lose events, and, and this is the case, I, I will pay up and I will serve the punishment that is deserved of such a crime that, that is being terrible at choosing captains and vice captains all of a sudden, um, so, yeah, it's been done, um, and you can check it out, obviously, actually, at supercoach underscore spotlight on Instagram, um, the post will be there after this um, podcast is live. So feel free to check that out and give me a bit of stick um, for having the rig out too, I would have, I would have thought. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, mate. I can't wait to, uh, can't wait to see how you coach with the cold. Um, look, uh, we'll get into um, what we're going to do for the next Captain's Challenge at the end. As per script, Dom, I know you've... Um, yeah, we've well, gone off the script there, enough. Yeah, so, you have annoyed um, me there by getting let's, to that. Let's jump straight into the Sydney-Geelong game, mate, because um, I don't want to upset you any further. This one was... As you sort of said, it, it's interesting. It wasn't the most interesting game to watch, I'll, I'll be honest, but it did result in a very close affair with neither side being able to <laughs> kick a goal. Yeah, um, I think Sydney should have probably won this game by like eight goals. Um, in the first half, it should have been out of contention, um, but the fact that they just could not kick straight, it was unbelievable to watch. I think the fact watching Isaac Heaney as well kick like four out of bounds this game was, was pain um, to watch. And then even that one right at the end, actually, with Robbie Fox um, running into an open goal pretty much 10 metres out, hits at the post. So, yeah, that, that hurts. What a difference a week in football makes, hey? Like, Sydney Swans last week looked a million dollars. And I understand the opposition is obviously a lot better in the Geelong Cats, but their finishing ability last week was exceptional. They, um, mm. they, they managed to get really good looks. And this game, they managed to get really good looks. They just didn't finish them. So, it's... Yeah. Um, a horse will be having a look at uh, what they did at training, and I imagine there'll be a lot more goal kicking weaved into this week's preparation. But it was it was hard to watch at times. I mean, six goals, eighteen says enough, doesn't it? That's piss poor. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Geelong went too much better. Seven goals, twelve, um, and they actually, uh, I'd say they probably converted their chances a bit better. They didn't quite didn't quite have as many like out of bounds shots that Sydney had. So yeah, yeah like, and, and Sydney's like of shots some... on goal. As you sort of said, some of Sydney's shots were really, really easy and they just managed to mm. butcher them. So one thing that did excite me from this game, Dom, and uh, we probably tracked back four weeks and uh, the form of Errol Goulden wasn't fantastic, uh, but it does look like the last fortnight he's, uh, he's back into his own and he's really taken the game on and, and we're starting to see some fruits for effort um, from Errol. He put up another 124 and uh, it was pretty fantastic again. Yeah, he was pretty solid, um, and I think you sort of know with with Errol, he can be a bit of a downhill skier. skier. Um, when Sydney going pretty well, you'll, you'll look to him to score pretty big. So, again, I guess the, the thing is with that XC, when, when they're playing weaker opposition and, and things like that, you should probably look to him um, as a VC option as well and, and keep that in mind. I, I should probably take a bit, of, a bit of my own advice there later on with the, the, the vice captain captain segments um, which we'll post on the Instagram later in terms of when they're playing weak sides look at to Errol um, I guess other talking points for Sydney mate while we're going through it Callum Mills obviously back in the side um, scoring a really solid 106 um, didn't excite me a ton 
Um, but he did have 17 hand passes, so if he gets a few more kicks in there, that'd be like a, a really solid score there. Um, Luke Parker, ever consistent pod, um, still going super strong, 103. Um, you know, probably a little bit of a down game for him, but if that's a down game, um, that's nothing to stress about. And then I'll let you talk about the next bloke, XE, um, uh, someone that you've got into your side and one that I did mention before I even played an AFL game, being a bit of a jet, um, but having a pretty piss poor role um, is now sort of... Claim that role, and what, he's doing pretty well with it. I think you might be talking about my man, Gussie Sheldrick, Dommer, and you were spot on. Um, <coughs> you did speak highly of this guy, I believe, before he even made his uh, AFL debut, and you went on not to get him, if I'm correct. Is that right? Yeah, look, it just doesn't make sense to me, unfortunately. Actually, with the, the trades that I do have, I couldn't, I couldn't afford that sort of cash. Um, and even if he does generate the, the cash, which he is generating at the moment, I can't capitalise to make the most of it, really, because I just have Wardlaw sitting there. But, yeah, look, he, he looks really solid, um, and he's just sort of building as well, and I think he's only going to get better. His midfield role in the last four weeks has been around that 40% CBA attendance, which is what you need for him, because um, he's literally in, in, in and under... Mid, isn't he? Like, he needs to be in the midfield, otherwise, he's just going to score similar seconds to Bailey Humphrey. He's, playing, he's probably just a little bit more of an inside version of Chad Warner, to be honest. And and he's been really, really impressive the way he's gone about his football. He's a he's a first, first touch I player, guess. so he yeah. fits in really well with that midfield. And, um, geez, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, this ton, it, it looks like something he could do from time to time. So, having him, yeah. anyone who's I got think... him as bench cover is, is going to be happy. How long is Chad Warner out for? Um, I think it was only just going to be the week. I don't think it was anything more than that. I can check the injury list um, if you want to roll on with something else and we'll we'll come back to it. But yeah, that's probably something to watch in terms of things. If, if Chad Warner comes back, I'd say um, Sheldrick's midfield time would be hindered, but by then you probably shouldn't need him anymore unless unless you're probably planning on keeping him for the rest of the year, which is definitely an option too, and just loopholing him through that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess in terms of Sydney, Lloyd did quite well to sort of come back from scoring pretty low um, throughout most of this game to having a bit of a, a bit of a spike at the end and, and getting to 98. I'm happy with that. With Lloyd, I think he can do better, but that's that's definitely a pass mark. And then probably Lewis Malikin. I think a few people might have gone him in the back line next given the limited options we have there. <coughs> Sorry. The limited options we have in the back line. He, he put up a really solid performance of 85 um, and... Yeah, I think it's, it's a pass mark for him. I think that's where you sort of need him to be to make money given his price point. Um, outside of that, I don't think there's anyone. Obviously, you know, Isaac Heaney, huge score last week, back to earth with, with the 46 this week. So, yeah, I just want to say, Dom, before we close out the Sydney aspect, I think you've summarised that quite well. Um, Cal Mills, a guy you touched on before. Mm. For a lot of people out there who might be really struggling for options, Cal Mills is priced well, at 400 Hold on, hold on. Mate, have you read the script? Of course, I haven't read the script. I wouldn't have skipped to the Instagram thing. So early. yeah, well, well, can we just leave it? We're going to chat about some options later on. Um, so we're just going to quickly jet through the, the game report. Oh, I, and then I we're, had we're a talking really about options. Good spiel for you there. So that's yeah. That's well, I'll keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. The spiel will be coming <laughs> and addressed to later. Um, and we're going to be across the cats. Obviously, a really slow start in this game for Tom Stewart. Eh? But he's just sort of proves why he's now now premium, and you just trust him. You look, he's one of those super coach players you have on your side. You don't even need to watch. Because you know he's going to score quite well, and he started off really slow and then built into a 147. So huge performance there, and he's probably one that's burning if you don't have him. But I think given the way the buy structure went this year, I think a lot of people got him in. So what he's, I don't he's understand with Stewart is the games that he starts really quick, he seems to cap out at like 110, mm. and then the games he starts slow, he finishes strong and he gets like 130 to 140. It just 
you never really like you can't you know when you said you, you don't have to watch him i agree but when you are watching him sometimes you you kind of get the expectations he's on for a big night and he just doesn't get there and then when you give up on him he just just comes to life and and this was one of those games it, he just really pulled that 147 from nowhere because it did for all money look like he was you know kind of sitting around that ton like the low ton mark max mm. so it was yeah it was great that he got that high well, i wish i yeah. had the vc on him Maybe we should put the VC on him and then start watching a bit more. Um, yeah, that's one thing to say. I think outside of, of him in Geelong, there's no one really of too much relevance apart from, um, I guess, obviously, Jeremy Cameron um, missing this week due to concussion. He's going to be a really cheap price point, which we'll chat about later. But I don't think there's anyone else that you want to chat about on the Geelong side, Exy. Maybe Duncan nah, in nah, the pod, but uh, a bit I, gambly. I just, I, I just don't like his body. I think um, mm. he's similar to Paddy Dangerfield. I think they're a bit washed. So I'd steer clear. I think there's a lot of good pot options, Don, which we'll get to later. But um, I wouldn't put Duncan in that category. Let's kick on to um, what was it? another bit of a drubbing, really. And um, I read an article earlier this week that said North Melbourne would be thankful that West Coast are in the league. And, and probably another game that um, <laughs> said exactly that because this was a pretty poor performance from the Kangas. With Adelaide uh, flexing their muscles and um, and putting up a really really impressive performance after a close can, loss last week, can I just say you you found a way like West Coast almost beat St Kilda this week and you've still found a way to to really just you know get a jump. They there. mate, they will get there. Talk about also, picking the low hanging fruit. That know? wasn't that wasn't my words. I was I was just referencing you know an article. So that's I'm just pointing out what's happening out there in popular uh-huh. culture. So let's get uh-huh. into the crow side. Don't kick us off. Who do you want to start yeah. with? Um, look, it was a disappointing game for me as a bit of an owner, obviously, of Dawson and Laird, and then both having down games, 84 for Laird and 102 for Dawson. So you're probably not stoked with either of those if you've gone down those for captaincy routes like I did. Um, I guess the other things to note, I think Riley O'Brien, a uh, huge game, but he's super pod, and I think he's just out of the realms of super coach this year, so not one to touch on. But the next one um, is definitely one to touch on and one I'm considering. I did consider him last week, actually. I almost talked myself into him and then and didn't go him, and that's that's Ben Keyes winning up 124. Obviously, kicked two goals, two. So it could have even been bigger, but also when they kick goals, you sort of feel like that they need those goals to, to score a ton. But he's had a really good role of late. He's had, what, close to 30 possessions and looked really solid um, through that midfield and is a really good option, I think, in the forward line at his price point. Still, he's at a, you know just around that 500k um, mark, so he's still at a really cheap point for what he, he can sort of produce. God, he's, um, he's tempting me to trade cogs to him, I'll I tell you that much. But, yeah, he's, he's looked fantastic. He, he, doesn't, he hasn't missed a beat in the last sort of month, so credit where credit's due. He's, he's really rewarding those people who took the gamble. He's probably been one of the few uh, gambles, I think, on those sort of mid-prices that's paid off. I think Elliot Yo, um, Nat Fife, there's, there's a couple of really good examples that have burnt people recently. But, no, he was really, really impressive, Dom. I don't think there's too many other people we need to talk about. Tex Walker, some people have been silly enough to jump on him. He was pretty good with three goals, but, you know, supercoach-wise, you'd be disappointed with just the 71. Anyone else that you think is necessary, Dom, or have we covered that off pretty well? No, I think we've covered off all the relevant Crows plays. So we'll jump across to North Melbourne. Very low scoring, super coach-wise, across the whole side as most of the points were taken by the Crows in this game. Um, But we saw Tarrant Thomas continue his strong form line next year. 94 super coach points. He obviously kicked two goals, one. 
Um, you know, we mentioned he's a, he's a good option to trade in, but just given that buyer was really tricky. But if he did, you know, he sort of rewarded you. And I think he's going to continue to make some really solid cash at the moment with his break even of 48, looking at at least make another 10 to 20K. And he's up about 90K from the start. And I think he's really good cover given his, um, his DPP as well. But I think the ship sailed there. If you haven't got him, I don't think I would be looking to, to go him, obviously. Um, and then, look, I guess the other talking points for North Melbourne is Jack's evil. Pretty solid performance. Again, nothing too flashy though. 93, you probably need you know, 110 out of Jack Siebel given his you know, form line of late. She's Alexi, you're still holding him. A little bit of a disappointing game considering he had 31 disposals and only scoring 79. How do you view that? Yeah, I, I, look, I think uh, the warning bells would be absolutely screaming if he didn't have the possessions there with it. And he had more than enough of the ball to get a really good score. He's got 106 dream team, so I think it's just down to his effectiveness and what he did with it. So he just wasn't very damaging. And the Crows last week, their pressure was manic. It was pretty similar again this week against a team that just didn't know how to handle it. So it Joy, was just one of those things. I you had seven just, clangers. Yeah. That, that, it, that kills you in Supercoach. It brings down his score, and he had one free kick again. So, like he just, he just was a little bit unlucky, I thought. And um, that, yeah, that hasn't worried me. It hasn't scared me off him. My sort of tactic with um, Cheesel is, if he, yeah, if he sort of doesn't come to a point where he's really impressing me, I'm, I'm going to try and get him to Sicily. So uh, he's just sort of, he's just sort of ticking along for me. And um, and I was happy enough. But look, if you're not in the same situation I am, and you have Cheesel. Uh, I, th- I think he's still a fine hold. I, I think this is just sort of a bit of an outlier. And again, if he cleans his disposal up, he's going to be a lot more productive when it comes to his scoring. Into, and, and look for that to turn around. Dom, George Wardlaw, solid again this game. I know a few people are going to have him as bench cover, maybe for the rest of the year. 22 possessions. It's good signs. I think he's going to be someone who can, who can give you yeah, a he starts off. Weeks. He starts off every game like on fire. Like he, I think he's on this like 38 really, really quickly and then just just dies in the second half like consistently game in game out he will just absolutely fade away in the second half which is frustrating as an owner but yeah i think he's good cover but i'll probably be looking to to actually utilize his cash actually to get my side to full premium um unfortunately but i think given the fact that he sort of fades out of games and isn't that consistent 90 plus score that i do sort of need as cover probably not the worst thing of, of getting rid of him either but looks to make a little bit of coin over the next couple of weeks as well which is good um, I guess there is, if people still hold Eddie Ford, pretty average performance there for 49. Probably want to move him on given his break even where he's at as well. I don't think there's anyone else you'd want to cover. I guess you know, UDL is probably due to come back. Oh, he was back this game and 94 is not too bad. But again, you probably don't want to touch him given his recent injury history as well, Lexi. Yeah, I think you've summarised that quite well. I just think there's better options and. Look, you look at the North Melbourne side, not one player managed a ton. So when they do get smacked, it's going to be very hard to get any points. So just, mm. yeah, just be just be mindful of when you are picking from the lower teams. Um, it's not always smooth sailing and, and that's what you sign up for. So look, let's kick on. The Western Bulldogs took on the Frio Dockers at Marvel and absolutely smacked them. Um, I know the scoreline doesn't necessarily reflect that, but they were just on top all day. It never really looked like Frio were going to do anything in this game when it comes to actually knocking off the dogs. As usual, Dom, there are a lot of good scores on the uh, Western Bulldogs side. Timmy English putting up 127, showing us why he's the premier ruck in the in the league. Tommy Liberatore, I traded him in this week, Dom, and he's a pleasure to have. I must say I was jealous of you all year, yeah. and I see why. Um, 121. He, he's a jet, eh? I traded in a dog this week, actually, as well, and um, he didn't go so hot, which was Caleb Daniel of 77. <laughs> 
What I thought you were going on Houston. What happened there? No, I just, just felt like I needed a bit of a pod, and I was actually chatting to a, to one of my mates, Christian, and um, Houston is owned by less people than Daniel, which actually caught me off guard a little bit. I would have thought Houston was the the obvious trade in last week, given his form line and. Um, coming in, um, so I thought I'd go a bit of a left field option and get Daniel in because um, my motto for the year is just get as many dogs in your side as you can. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a funny quote from that man Christian that you've mentioned there, Dom. He actually said, um, said earlier, don't take advice from people playing in the same league as you because it's counterproductive. And I tell you what, he he might have uh, he might have stitched you up there. Well, no, this was this was after because I was I was saying because he said the same thing as you did. He said, why the hell have you have you gone? You know, Daniel over Houston. Oh, I was like, okay. oh, you know, Daniel's a bit more of a pod. And then he told me the stats that Daniel's actually not more of a pod. And I was like, wow, that actually caught me off guard. There you go. That's, that is interesting. I, I, yeah. I, I, I would have, yeah, I would have thought that Houston was in more side. There you go. That's, he's, he's actually not. Try. Yeah. Houston's, yeah, really low owned, which definitely caught me off guard. I think, obviously, given this week, you'll probably um, jump up the ownership quite a bit considering a lot of people love chasing last week's points, which, you know, I don't mind doing either. So that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a, there's look, just to finish off the dog side, uh, Dom, there was quite a few other solid, but not super scores. Um, Bont, 114, we've come to expect a, a standard from him. And this was probably a little bit below that. Jack McRae was solid enough with 107, showing why he's probably going to finish as a, a top four forward. Um, Trelaw, amazing again. He just he's been super consistent. One twelve, happy enough with that. If you did get him in yeah, uh, at tackles. a low price point, he just knows he just knows how to get scores. Really, he just finds a way. If it's possessions, if it's tackles, he just gets it done. Um, and the last one that I wanted to touch on was Bailey Dale. Hmm. He could be. He just could be that pod. If if you're really looking for another doggy, he could be the one. Yeah, I um I was keen on Bailey Dale there for a minute. Um, as well, but I just, I guess, I thought Caleb Daniel might give me a little bit of more, more swing room potentially. Um, which is actually, I suppose, that is an option I could put him forward actually this week. No, I don't think about that. Um, well, let's jump across to the Dockers side while you ponder that thought, mate. Um, there's a couple of really good scores here. Sarong back to his typical standards, one thirty-eight, and just got an absolute ton of the footy. Probably hand pass a little bit too much for your liking, Dommer. Would that be fair to say? Well, he was hitting targets, XE, at least. <laughs> I mean, so that's... Th- efficiency way up this week. <laughs> well, we're happy to say it. I think your advice to him the other week was to hand pass more. So he's clearly listened into the podcast and taken it. So good on yeah. you, Caleb. And, um, and we've seen the results of it this week. Sean Darcy, uh, obviously second game back from returning. He was pretty good. He got a lot of the ball. And 125, he's one of those options, you know, if Briggs... Slows down, which we'll get to him later, but he, um, he wasn't sort of at his usual stands. One who's been really, really interesting, Dom, in the last couple of games, Liam Henry. He's topped a ton out of nowhere. I think his highest possession count was in the low 20s, and then last week he got 30-plus, and this week he's done the same again. It's fairly exceptional. Yeah, look, a bit too you know unknown for my liking, super coach wise actually, but yeah, he's in a rich vein of form, that's for sure. Well, mate, could I could I tempt you at all with Henry? He's he's cheap. He's only three hundred and twenty nine. You love a cheap player, cheap mid pricer. I only got I only got three trades left. So <laughs> all right, fair, fair enough. We'll move on from him. Um, Luke Ryan, Dom. I know he had a bananas week last week against the Dons, uh, putting up one forty odd. 
Yeah, it went absolutely bananas. But we did say, well, I did say anyway, that um, I, I still don't love Luke Ryan as a defensive option. He was solid this game, but back to 97. 97, that's a pass. That's a pass. I, I think we're going to see a lot of that for the rest of the year. So he's not going to be the worst down there, but he's not going to be the best either, I don't think. Um, and the yeah, last point... Yeah, I think when you have Brennan Cox scoring all the, all the points, it obviously hurt Luke Ryan because that was pretty much what Luke Ryan did last week with um, taking all the marks. But yeah, look, I, I think... It's not ideal when he scores at Exe, but there's definitely worse options in the back line. And he's, you know, his body's very reliable and he scores around a ton. So I, I don't hate that. I don't hate the option. I'm sort of, you know, I'm warming up to him. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not. So I'm definitely on the other side of the fence, but that's okay. Um, the, the other names worth mentioning this game, Brayshaw, he butchered the footy, seven clangers, uh, which was disappointing and saw him... Hit 80. Uh, I wish I took Sheldrick's score instead of Brayshaw's, but it's it's hard to know when this is coming. Wait, did, um, you take Bra- did you really loophole Brayshaw out of everyone? What do you mean? Oh, uh, wait, I you wish- didn't take Sheldrick's no, score. Oh. You were talking I about doing it to Tom Green. I said, no, yeah. don't do that. So you're welcome so on that one. I, I kind of looked at it, Dommer, as if like I kind of finished a little bit even because I was, like, was going to take out Green for Sheldrick. Um, but mm. it, uh, instead I didn't, so I lost points on Brayshaw that I could have got from Sheldrick, but then I also well, gained points on, from no. Green, so... Hang on, no, you've just... That's the terrible way of looking at it. You've got a huge net positive because you're never even considering loopholing Brayshaw, so... Well, I should all, have. All you would have done was lose another 30 points. Um, well, if I had a thought... You know, not, if I had a thought practically that Brayshaw was playing what? the side that gets all the points, maybe yeah, but I... Look at, uh, Sarong, Sarong had no issues, mate. Yeah, finishing off sorry. the Frio side, Dom, um, Matty Johnson, who's still in a lot of teams, solid enough with 19 possessions and 70. He's, he's at a point where if you do need money and you have trades, I'd move him on and absolute cash in. He's been, he's been surprisingly good as a cash cow. And I think the closing point on this game, Dom, I'll let you talk about this, man, but Nat Fife uh, being subbed out and gone for the year, it looks. Yeah, he's um he's he's he was my backup cover FC that I was hoping to be able to loophole for the remainder of the year. Um, now I can't, and I also think he's at a price point when I can't where I can't quite use him either um, as well. So he might just be sitting there as 300k on the bench doing a sweet FA for the remainder of the season for me. Because yeah, obviously some news came out that he's he's done for the year and won't be taking any further part, which is. Obviously, the risk we played getting him in, knowing his history, um, we sort of hoped for the best there and have been burnt a bit, unfortunately. Well, no worries. Let's um, let's move on, Matt. I don't want oh, to dwell oh, too much. Oh, hold on. Let's um, not move on, Exie. We've got a, a career best performance that we haven't covered yet. Oh, here we go. I don't like this. It, th- Back this is going to be doggies. a sub, isn't it? James O'Donnell, mate. No, no, no. Oh, James O'Donnell. Hey, Jimmy. You've, you've this... missed Jimmy. Jimmy's put up a 44, mate. And I think he's playing in the back line, actually, if I am not mistaken, given the Jones injury. I saw him get another run at the AFL, which I didn't think he would get for a considerable period of time after how he started. What a game from Jimmy. I mean, thank you, firstly, for holding up, Dom. That was absolutely worthwhile. I thought you were going to go Neil Erasmus, negative five, but that's much better. Jimmy O'Donnell, 44. Yeah, no, Congratulations. I'm a positive that's guy. A- that's a career game from him, and um, and we'll all be. Well, he's he's obviously going to hold his spot now. That's a huge performance. So, anyone who had Jimmy O'Donnell, what did do you know? How much he made uh, this week, Dom, in terms of price rise? I don't, but if I want to guess, I reckon he's made twenty five grand. Uh, well, I actually don't know, so I'll come back to you on that one. Oh, oh um, you can't even look. He, he no, made eight point eight k. He's made twenty five grand total. Okay. okay, there you go. 
So that's, that was, um, I probably got a bit overs. That's his biggest price rise ever, and congratulations to Jimmy. That's that's a good result. He'd be stoked with that. That was more than his match payments, I think. So um, good on him. So skipping on, John, this was uh, an interesting game in how one-sided it was. I, I definitely didn't see this uh, outcome coming. Collingwood just far too classy for the Suns. Which side would you like to start on, Dom? The um, the negative Gold Coast Suns side or the positive Collingwood Magpies side? Oh, jeez. It's not positive when we're talking about Collingwood and they're playing this good of footy X yet, I don't think. They're um, got to be in the box seat to win it after how they played this game, absolutely dominating. But let's chat about the Suns first, mate. Probably a few points to talk about. There's probably a couple. We'll start off with the rookies. Um, Rory Atkins was a sub again. Um, you, you know, I'd say scoring 48 as a sub, pretty happy days. But also, we got Bailey Humphrey, mate. And how bad has his role been over the last few weeks, putting up at 53? Mm. He just, he was a must-trade out last week, given his break-even actually, and this is sort of why, because he's just not going to go back to scoring those nine, 90s and, and 100s, I don't think, with the, the role he's in, given Sam Flanders has sort of come into the side and just stolen that from him. <laughs> we were really big on this last week. Move Humphrey on if you still have him. He's not going to be a good M8. He's not got the role at the moment, and Suns are playing pretty putrid fruity. Stewie Jew just, I don't know, he just keeps swinging the magnets for some reason and changing people's roles. And, um, and, and I think that's going to only get worse once Took comes back as well. So getting out of your side, same with Atkins. It's, it's disappointing from the Humphrey perspective because it did look like he was going to be quite solid there for a while. So just move him on, uh, cut your losses. He's lost a bit of money now and he'll continue to do so if you do hold. Yeah, I, I guess um other thing to touch on, obviously, Sam Flanders. I think a lot of people had him at the start of the year were really tossing up uh, given his price point um, and you know his ability that he has playing um, at the AFL level and he's sort of shown that with his role the last two weeks obviously scoring a lot, 100 the week before then this week 119 and really just racking up heaps of possessions in the midfield actually his break even this week is a negative 46 um, so he's projected to probably go up another 50 grand he's not a bad cover option if you're thinking about it um, given he's got mid forward status but it is a worry with Took coming back as you did say I think they do throw around that midfield mix again when he comes. So, yeah, you're probably not loving the option, but he has looked really solid in there. It's going to be a, a bit of a um, food chain, I think. So Sam Flanders has come in and eaten uh, our man Humper's role, and then I think Took's going to come in and uh, and steal Sammy's role. So it's just one of those mm-hmm. things. that you, you can ride the high for a while, but we know it's not going to last forever. So... I think uh, at 300k, he's an easy one to pass up on. Noah Anderson, um, he was solid with 35 posies. Pretty disappointing to only get the 109. But when you get absolutely smacked by almost 80 points, that's what happens. Matty Rowell did well as well to, to find a ton where uh, it looked very unlikely for, likely for the majority. One thing that I wanted to mention, Dom, the Rucks in this game scored really, really badly. Mm. And it's yeah, just something horrendous. you don't often see. Like, having... Wits with, you know, 75 and then having Cameron with 61. Like, you just... Normally, one gets at least a ton. Uh, so, that was that was a really strange happening. Is there anyone else on the Sun side that you think we need to go through, Donald? Are you happy to jump into the black and right? No, let's, let's jump across to Collingwood, XE, and, and you, you can run us through it. Well, uh, the Seagull was in full flight, Dom. Uh, I was actually versing uh, one of the boys, Phil, who, uh, who really needed a win this week, and he had the captaincy on Nick Dacos, and... God, it was hard to look at the score at quarter time when he had 10 touches and looked like he was going to blast off. He did exactly that, 149 super coach points. And 
you know, he's getting up near 40 possessions again. He's just a freak. He does, he, he, like, he, every week we're just like, yeah, he can't, he can't maintain this, but every week he does. It's, it's just crazy. He might, he might be in hunt for Brownlow, mightn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, is and he? He's he's obviously his form warrants at two X. I, I think, given this game, there's going to be zero votes going to Gold Coast Sun. So you're probably looking at Nick Dacos three votes here, and, and he could probably go through, you know, a handful of of games to date where he's got three votes, and you know, you, you probably only need 25, 26 votes potentially this year to win it. Given how I feel like the it has been quite even across the board. This hasn't been like an out and out star, and Clayton Oliver missing sort of opens up. And puts a line through, I guess, Petrarca and Oliver. So, yeah, it is it is up in the air, actually. And obviously, you're seeing Taranto sort of, you know, drop the basket a bit this week. And does that continue? It's it's wide open, actually. It's good chat. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting. Collingwood's interesting, right? Because they're such a good side. But they also don't have a ton of super coach relevant players. Like Josh Dacos, um, you know, I'm sure he hasn't come into the equation for many people at all this year. Darcy Moore was spoken about. But again... You know, just the way Collingwood play, sometimes he's just not needed that much because Collingwood are so good and, you know, it's not in their defence that much. But outside of that, I'm really sort of struggling to, to see anyone that's super... Like Tommy Mitchell, we've mentioned him enough times, but I think another example of how many possessions the man needs to get to get a decent score, 92 from 30 touches. Like, that's, mm. again, not particularly impressive, I wouldn't have thought. And um, you'd be pretty stoked on that you managed to miss Darcy Cameron in 61. That's not at all what we wanted to see from uh, our sort of ruck forward cover. Yeah. Nah, again, I, I guess he obviously does have these games in him. Um, but again, it was kind of a weird option with how Wits didn't even dominate either in this game. I think it was just, I guess, given how quickly it was played, actually, there wasn't a high stoppage game and that's just, you know, going to be rucks bread and butter. So that's that's sort of, I guess, going to attribute to the, the scoring there. It could also just be a blimp in the radar. I think, you know, Darcy Cameron's probably more of a 100 average player and, and look for him to bounce back next week. Well, I think it's time to move on to a game that broke my poor little heart on the weekend and that was Can the I Dons. actually... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm going to say it, mate. <sighs> match of the round. This one. Absolute yeah. match of the round. Well, Look, it actually was, let's be honest. It was a pretty insane For once, game. it actually was. For um, once, it was where the Dons were playing, yeah. And, oh, God, it was bittersweet because I had Dan Houston in my Supercoach side, but, God, I would have I would have happily forfeited every one of his 156 just to get the dub in there. So I thought we played fantastic footy. It's funny, Dom, um, you mentioned Christian early on the podcast. He actually said to me after footy training um, that he was going to captain Zach Merritt and, <laughs> and I talked him out of it, which I think I actually did talk him out of it. Thank God I didn't advise people on captains this week. I was putrid. Um, but he sort of had a bit of a role change this week. They, they put him back and he just racked up the footy. It was it was interesting and I loved it from Brad, Brad Scott. But Zach Merritt can play anywhere and the Dons just feed him. Yeah, he's just a magnet for the ball and they just look to go through him for every single passage, which is what we love in a supercoach player. And why wouldn't you? Because he uses the footy so well. Um, 31 possessions at 83. Well, plenty of kicks. Uh, he, he did a bit of everything, um, which, was, which was really good to see. Darcy Parrish, Dom, he's bounced back. Uh, he still managed to get the butcher label on fan footy, but 131 points is nothing to sneeze at. Did you, um, did you get a look at Darcy? And, and has he sort of made it into the equation for, you know, maybe a point of difference midfield? Or are you just not in the market for those at the moment? Yeah, look, my team is completely reliant on how I flick things around with this Fife injury um, and, and whether I wait for Sam Walsh to get that forward um, status or not, whether I trade in a midfield as my last pod. 
um, is, is a question next year, and I'm not sure which way I'm going to go with it yet. Um, but look, he did he did bounce back really strong, didn't he? And he kicked zero four. Imagine what could have been this game, given he just had a kicked a bit better um, as well. So I think yeah, the sky's the limit for Darcy. But you also know he has a bit of a low floor and you know a bit of an injury riddled season as well, which sort of worries me, given that I'm not going to have any trades left. That's it, probably something to worry about. It's got to be said, Don, for a guy who had just 29 possessions compared to some of the stats we've talked about tonight, had 58% disposal efficiency. 131 is an incredible score. It yeah. just doesn't even really make sense. Well, he had, he had 14 contested, I guess, as well as obviously seven tackles um, and seven marks, which just helps as well rather than just getting it all through the midfield. It was on the on the end of it a few times um, from his teammates, which just helps. I think marks are just a huge part of it as well. I'll, um, I'll clean up the Essendon side, Dom, and then I'll throw across to you to do the port. I don't really feel like talking about too many of their players, but um, we can run through a couple with Redman, 99. You'd be happy enough if you if you had him. Again, he just kicked the football this game with 19 kicks and, and just two hand passes. He was really good, but look, I, I sort of said I wouldn't get either Redman or Ridley, and this is kind of why. I just don't think they're consistent enough to, to warrant selection. Um, Ridley, 78, as a disappointing game for him. He, didn't get a but do you reckon that's really... because of the role change with Merritt? Like, he has been really solid these last few weeks and then Ridley's just, you know, going back to, I guess, the old thing and not having as many disposals as he typically does. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think he was robbed of a lot of disposals by how much they went through Merritt. But I guess also, uh, like Luke Ryan, he relies quite heavily on being that marking, uh, that intercept marking player and... and and there's a bit of luck in that role. Like sometimes they kick it down your throat, they kick it to the right places, and sometimes they're smart and they avoid you. And, and that's what happened to Ridley. They just managed to, to get around him all night and the conditions weren't fantastic for someone who's a marking player either. Uh, lastly, on the Don's Dom, I just wanted to touch on Nick Martin. I know people have been really, really big on him uh, and, and how well he's been going. A bit of a down week this week for him with just the 79 points and the 16 touches. Would you be worried, Dom, if you were a Nick Martin owner? I know you're not, but would you be worried? Uh, I would be, but like you also know what you're getting into. It's a bit of a roller coaster to him. Um, you know, he's always going to be up and down, but he manages to hit the scoreboard pretty much every game, doesn't he? He is such a good user of the footy. He impresses me every week. And funny thing is, this ties in really well to the next guy we're going to touch on, Dom, but he actually kicked the football out of that last stoppage uh, to the great man himself, Dan Houston, uh, and then Houston ruined everything. Well, I mean, it depends how you look at it, actually. I think it was a... The game of the match, and he he basically is the the catalyst of that. So I'd say he's he's absolutely spoiled the party for the bombers, mate. But for the rest of the league, it's it's just you know it's it's my old pastime. I just love watching the, the dons go down, um, and you know balance is restored when I see that, um, which which is good to <laughs> to, to have for the week, actually. So Houston obviously kicking the match winner, huge scaling on on offer there. I think he literally got like close to thirty points for that match winning goal, and he, he well and truly deserved it, playing one of a. I guess his best match for the year, um, given his season to date has been stellar. That's that's not something to sneeze at. But he was the, the most likely option for everyone to trade in, I thought, this week, given his form line prior to the buy, actually putting up a 140. His break-evens at a price where he's at, like, I think it was only 520 or something. Am I sort of right in saying that? But obviously now um, he's at 550. I was going to say he's gone up, but you're exactly right. 519, oh, actually, maybe it was 527. I think it might have been 527 that I got in that. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah. kind of gone up like 13K this week or something, I think. So he hasn't gone yeah. up that much. Um, if but he, he's, if he he's, still want his him. last two in his cycle, you have to go this week if you want him, actually, because, you know, those 
those games in his cycle, he's just gonna he's gonna explode up to six hundred k over the next butters. two weeks. So. Yeah, um, so yeah, if you want Houston, trade him in this week. Um, and I guess obviously that leads into the next man, Connor Rosie, really stellar performance. Him and Butters seem to just sort of light it up each week and they sort of take turns in terms of which one goes massive. Um, and this week was obviously Rosie. He had a stellar performance with three goals of himself. And given you're a bit of a bonus supporter, you probably would have um, not enjoyed watching him running around in this game. Nah, to be honest, he's just good to watch. He really is, and um, oh, I, was, I was happy for him to kick all the goals. I just didn't want Houston to get that last one. So um, he, he played fantastic, man. He's he's really starting to you know get on the same plane as Butters. It looked like early in the season, Butters was just on another level, and, and Rosie's starting to sort of build into the season and get up there too. So really happy with, um, with that pick. And, geez, he, he looks very, very capable, and uh, he's just a little bit less injury-prone than, um, than Butters because he's not quite as inside as Butters is. But uh, you, you wouldn't be disappointed as Butters holder either, Don. 109's absolutely fine for a mid-forward. Yeah, no, absolutely past mark, and I think you know he's an absolute lock for the top six forwards. So, yeah, no disappointment there. And he means, I guess the last person to chat on, if people still hold him, is probably like also one of the best rookies of the year in terms of cash generation and also reliability on the field. Actually, Dill Williams, um, another 110. Or, I think that, is that his best score for the year? I think that is his best score for the it year. Would be, uh, um, yeah, look, he, he's been out and out unreal, making about 250k today and, and his break even super low again. So, look for him to get well over that 400k if you still had him I think a lot of people would have looked to trade him out but yeah he's, he's super reliable and, and someone you could probably afford to be one of your last upgrades as well if you did have him actually. and I think that wraps up everyone for Port Adelaide and this game that was the, the match of the round Yep, and another rookie that I didn't get my hands on. So thanks for mentioning that again. Speaking of rookies I didn't get my hands on, Dom, um, one that I'm much happier to sort of look at these days, and, and that's um, Josh Weddle. I'm sure he'd be out of a lot of teams, but he did bounce back a little bit this week with 80 points. Um, oh, another one that I just wish I got. We'd, the money side of things would just be absolutely sorted if I got my hands on either of those defenders. Um, I'm sure you'd be in the same boat there, Dom. But Hawks got absolutely smacked by the Blues, who are on a roll. Yeah, no, they absolutely are, mate. And, and dare I say it, mate, the Blues back. Um, I'm, I just don't, don't think they are back, Dom, but um, I'm getting more and more convinced every week. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, so do you want to start off with the, the low Hawks or the high Blues, mate? Well, last time, um, I think we went the Suns, who were the lowly team. Let's go the positive this time. Let's start off with the, the mighty blues, dare I say. And, and Adam Chera, dude, strength to strength. I kind of wish I got him as a pod. He's just been so good. Like, I could have gone yeah. him or Libba, and I chose Libba. I, but he's I think so you're in the good. chat this week where I actually shouted out three mids that I would have gone, and it was Libba, um, Parker, or Chera as a three. And, yeah, they look like all pretty, pretty good pods. He just, yeah, he's just... Incredible. I mean, he kicked two goals this game, didn't he? But, but he finds it's similar to um, similar yeah, to a lot of the game mids. He just finds a way to get there. So you just got to give him credit where credit's due. It's it's interesting. Doherty, Dom, um, he had another pretty solid game, one hundred eight. I think he's firming as you know a good option in that uh, defense. And the good thing with Doherty is his price never seems to go through the roof. He's only sort of low five hundred. It's very affordable for those chasing it. Sort of a D five, D six. Um, Paddy Cripps is interesting, Dom. It, nothing to sort of get too excited about, but got back on the, the ton list. Did you want to take us through Sammy Walsh's game? 
Yeah, look, I'm not disappointed. Putting up 99, I think his average should be around 110. I know he's sort of slowly building to get there. Um, look, I just think he needs to get more involved in the game. He is sort of still adjusting to this role that he has, which is you know half, you know, well, I guess for 36% forward, and then the rest of the game in the midfield. Um, which which means obviously around 18 next year he is going to get DPP. I'm going to put a lock on that pretty much that he, he is going to get DPP. So he, that is something you'd work into your plans if you want to swing him down there and get him get in more midfielders because obviously midfielders in Supercoach typically have higher averages. So you kind of want to make sure you can get as many of those as possible rather than locking those up with DPP players such as Walsh. But nothing to worry about. I think another one to chat about next year, the sneaky one um, that's probably flying under the radar for the Blues is David Cunningham. Um, I did mention him a few weeks ago um, as a potentially sneaky option, but obviously tough with his buy. Would you still consider him? Obviously a bit of a, a spike game, this one, but he has a scoring history and, and has a higher ceiling. I mean, this impressed, impressed me. I won't lie. He did kick two goals, so I wouldn't be thinking that he's going to be up in the 90s a lot, but... You know, at 160, no, 163 and someone who is a dual pod, uh, dual position player, you know, if you need cover and there's not a lot of options out there, let's be honest, and, and David is a mature option and, and someone who, you know, if his body holds up, will be on the park every week and, and be playing in the AFL. I don't hate it. I actually don't hate it. Yeah, I think he's, he's got really solid scoring. You know, I can see him averaging around an 85 mark next year, which is probably where you need your cover to be, to not be hurting too bad if you, if you do need it to use those players. But he is an interesting price point. It's, it's not the 120 that we love, but it is also not 200k. So he is right just, in the middle. Can I just it? quickly say, that's a huge call that you think he's going to average you know, 85. For a guy who scored you know, 42 in his first game, you just think all of a sudden he's averaging 85. Well, it's definitely possible, mate. <laughs> so, uh, I like it. Look, you're known for your big calls, Dom, and this is why you've been so successful in the captain's challenge. Um, moving across to the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> moving across wow. To, the, to the Hawthorne side, Dom. I was looking at this before. The reason I didn't want to start here is I think there's only two names that we even need to mention. Um, one of them is Will Day, who just fell right back to earth this week and... And people who um, were convinced by the last two outings would have been incredibly disappointed with 65 in, yeah, what is, was probably one of his worst scores for the year. And, and then the only other one um, who I think is a more positive note, Seamus Mitchell, he just is a really, really good cover option. So if you do have him, you know, it's, it's one of those, he's not the worst D6 out there. Um, sorry, or be, F6. Oh, F6, true. Yeah. And dual pause makes him even more enticing, you know, if you have the likes of... Caleb Daniel or something, or even Sheasel that you can kind of swing, or um, Zebel as well so that you can swing with him. So he sort of, he kind of gives you a little bit of a, um, you know, a flexible approach when it comes to your side. So, yeah, I guess it also yeah. helps with flexible cover as well, right? So you know what I mean. He just ticks the boxes uh, in a lot of ways. Um, outside of that, Dom, is there anyone else we've missed? No, actually, I think that covers this game, and it was a bit of a landslide to the Blues. Um, but positive signs for the Blues, mate, and, and fingers crossed they can be back because I think that will help my man Sammy Walsh come back to his premium status. But let's promptly move on to the next game, which is actually another pretty ripping game, actually, and, and the way it climaxed was similar. Um, you know, I look, dare I say it, actually, I think I need to say it because we, we haven't said it so far and we're getting pretty far into to the pod, but did you catch much of this one? I did catch a fair bit of this one, and it was pretty average. What did to you watch. What did you think yeah. of the road, the, the big truck? Was it was that your highlight? Well, there wasn't many highlights, mate. So that was comfortably on top. 
the, the rest of this game was incredibly <laughs> sloppy. So, um, yeah, that was, that was firmly on the top of the mountain. Um, track, jeez, uh, uh, 120's never looked so good or 128's never looked so good. 0-4 again, Dom. Can he just kick a fucking goal? That was like early on too. He missed so many goals early. And half the goals he missed are really easy. Like, there's one running in where he had so much time. He sort of rushed it. And it's almost like just by chance you'd think he'd kick one of these goals. You'd hope he'd kick one of these goals. And he's like as good as he's been. And, and anyone who owns Petrarca is not at all disappointed with how he went in this game. It's just like... He, he converts one or two of those and that takes that to a 140, 150. So it just sucks as a captaincy option. You know, he gives you so much. He looks so good for so long and he just doesn't finish the small things and that's killing him at the moment. Yeah. I'll tell you another one is, is Jack Viney's stat line in this game. It's almost like unfathomable about how he only scored, well, how he scored less than Petrarca given he had 41 disposals, actually 24 contested possessions do you, do you and then seven tackles. How he, how he yeah, scored. we had 11 clangers, but that's... It's the wet, so I mean, a clang is a clanger. Yeah. He he but, did do a lot of butchering it, mate. Okay. As someone who twenty four contested possessions is insane. Yeah, no, look, he he found a lot of it, and, and any time you get forty in a game is pretty exceptional. But he just couldn't find a teammate to save his life. Um, but look, Jack Viney, he's another one, Dom. Absolute point of difference. I can't see him being in many teams at all. But he's he's on a bit of a cooker at the moment. The last sort of month's been really impressive. Bit of a cooker. You reckon that's a direct correlation to uh, Oliver being out of the side, actually, though. So I think probably it, a bit worried about that. It's an absolute correlation to Oliver being out of the side. Um, I wouldn't be touching Jack Viney, but I'm just saying he's in a good. Okay, um, well then stop, stop, stop leading our listeners astray, sir. Um, all right, let's let's go on to the next one that I'd like to chat about. X, and that is going to be Christian Salem. Obviously, a bit of a down game for him. Seventy nine X, not the best conditions probably for his game style. So if you've traded him, are you, are you worried? Or if you haven't traded him, does this put you off it? Um, oh, look, if you traded him in, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? He, this isn't well, what you wanted to see. The whole game's a risk, mate. There's no way safe options in Supercoach. Yeah, you're exactly right, um, unless you're looking at the likes of the Bond. Um, but, or, or maybe Nick Dacos is working his way into that category. But I, I think with Salem, like, you've got plenty of the ball. It, the, just conditions and, and the way the game was played just weren't that suitable for a guy of his ilk. But, um, yeah, look, I'm hoping... Of his what? Worried. Ilk. You what did you say? A guy of his what? Ilk. What's that mean? <laughs> what am I I've defined? never heard that word before in my life. Can you can you elaborate how that's spelled? It's I L K. Ilk. Look at it. Look it up on Google, mate. You'll find it. No worries. I L K. Yeah, I L K. I'm not wrong on this, so you, I want you to look it up. What? I've never, like. Where's this come from? Who 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 said this? That's got this in the vocabulary. <laughs> what you? It's it's been in the vocabulary there, for a while, mate. I've been waiting to mate, bring it out. Nah, but it's, it's like you've like, oh, that's a pretty cool word. I'm going to use that. Uh, that's what's happened there. And, I, I, and I have, and I've executed perfectly. So you have. You made me look like a rightful, haven't you? <laughs> 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 uh, but, well, that was part of it. Um, I think on the Melbourne side, um, just to close things out, um, is, is Maxi Gorn, like, he does this occasionally. Should we start considering the Maxi no, taxi? No, mate. No, okay, we can't fair. consider either of them. Because unless unless Grundy got injured, then you could consider him. Uh, but yeah, I don't think you can, given the way that is. Um, actually, let's move across to to the Giants. Um, Tommy Green, who you were going to sub off the game and, and not take his score this week, the green goes back. Yeah, the green tsunami. Um, Twenty eight handballs, but actually, that's that's a quite a few, isn't it? Uh, it's too many. But he also can't kick, so that's <laughs> similar to Sarongdom. We're very mm. happy with that. 
we'll take we'll take it. And even when he had 28 hand passes, he only had 65% efficiency. So that just goes <laughs> to show actually that he does battle there. Uh, um, scoring wise, we saw Nick Haynes um, bounce back a little bit, and I guess that's sort of not great news for Harry Himmelberg owners as well. Considering he actually had a pretty solid game in terms of things, just not great scoring wise because I guess most of the points went across to Melbourne in this game, Xy. But your man, uh, Kieran Briggs, a uh, first slight chink in the armour. Uh, you worried, or you just think it's just a tough matchup coming up against Gordy and Grundy? Uh, yeah, I think a, a bit of a mixture. I think you're exactly right. You, you, there's no harder ruck tour in the comp than, um, than Gordy. Yeah, Draper and Phillips. Oh, what? Well, actually, you, you know, you're right. That is a pretty hard ruck combo, but Draper's out of the way. So <laughs> um, I, think, I think the thing is, Dollar. With, with this, the conditions weren't great and his competition was fierce. So just one of those things I'd put it down as a little blip on his radar. Let's wait and see how he bounces back next week. Uh, I'm not too worried as someone who does have him as the R2. I'm more worried about Marshall, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Canelio, mm. he was got 30 touches and just 86 points, Dom. He's Is he frustrating you? Oh, he's Are you me. getting to the point where you're like, he's starting to really get on the chopping block? So, like, I know you've persisted with him, but oh. I think a genuine question, like he has been underperforming for, for a significant period of time. And obviously, Kelly's back in the side now. I had, a no dream, I had a dream the other night that I traded him to Zach Butters and I was very, very happy in that dream. Uh, it's making me think maybe I need to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, you know, always, you know, dream high actually and, and just reach for the stars mate if that's if that's what you're thinking about it <laughs> I'm a bit worried for you no well this is this is what Supercoach does to me mate it just absolutely uh, absolutely plagues my mind um, but no I'm I'm really um, I'm really riding the Tom Green highlight in this one and trying to forget about the uh, the cogs I think the the Rolls Royce that is Josh Kelly came back to earth a little bit in this one Dom just the 93 You know points. what, the scaling, was, the scaling was a bit unfair there. I reckon he deserved a bit more for that last goal that he kicked was completely outrageous considering how far out he was. It probably, like he probably should have got up to 150 like Houston. Oh, at least give him 100, you know what I mean? If you're kicking the game winner, I think it's a, a mandatory 100x. I'd be inclined to agree with you there, mate. And if, if precedent's anything to go off, we are, we are seeing a huge amount of points allocated for the winning goal, so a bit stiff, a bit stiff on the Rolls-Royce. Very stiff, um, but also stuff him because I don't have him. So that's that's no, it's, it's stuck off. My, it's water off my back, mate. Um, I was going to say it's back. Is yeah, that's where I was going with. It. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was going with it. And then speaking of birds, let's head across to the West Coast versus St Kilda game. What a segue. That was fantastic. Yeah, perfect, mate. Um, my man continues to frustrate me now that he's back. Actually, with a massive performance of one forty four, Shannon Hearn. He looks good in this when he's in this role, mate. I, I I was betting on this when he's in this role. He looks good. But he, straight, he straightens him up. I think like the biggest keys for West Coast, Shannon Hearn and Tom Barris, like in terms of having those key defensive stocks that can actually defend big forwards. Geez, it helps the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, and obviously I think the forward line in St Kilda can really struggle sometimes too. And again, Shannon Hearn he had seven kickouts. He only played on from five of them, but seven kickouts actually, that's like a guaranteed 50 points right there when you're hitting every single target. So yeah, he just put up 100 points of his own efforts as well outside of that. But yeah, he just looks really good. And it's it's a painful to me to see if he plays the rest of the season out and doesn't get injured. I'm just going to be in absolute pain watching this actually. Yeah, it's, I feel for you. But look, I guess if it's any consolation, you couldn't have held. So it just is what it is. I did try and tell you not to get him, but you just ignored me. So look, I don't feel that sorry for you. 
Well, if I didn't go in before, I probably would have traded him in <laughs> this time. So, he might he might go big. So who knows? I reckon he that might. he might be a huge, you know, checky run. If you do want a pod and you are, if you do have a lot of trades, get Shannon Hearn in. Um, actually, that's going to be something I'm going to throw out there. But if you don't have low, you know, if you've got low trades like me, um, unfortunately, we have to let him go and just watch on from the sidelines and and just see what happens there. Um, other ones to talk about West Coast, it was basically just the back line racking it up huge XE as well with Liam Duggan and Witherden. Um, just Seagulls out the back getting easy possessions. But they really took it up to, to St. Kilda this game and obviously started off really strongly. You thought they might actually be a second chance of a win. Well, they probably should have won. They, they really switched off there late in the game, which allowed Saints to, to bounce back into this one. But they, um, they had it by the scruff of the neck for a long period of time. Our man, Ryan Marich, Tom, he was a late inclusion after Tim Kelly. That's a bit and, stiff. And yeah, I, th- I thought it was too. But look, he was, he was great, mate. Two goals and 76 points. The Marich is back. He's, um, or not back. He's, yeah, he's we'll he gets dropped. First time. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he might get dropped this week now that we're talking but about it, him. But it is dropped. amazing. When a Ford, you know, gets a little bit of the footy down there to actually show his craft, isn't it? It does help, mate. It does if if you're playing as a key deep forward, getting it down there definitely helps your chances of uh of scoring some points. Let's jump well, to I the other side. I wouldn't say he's a key Dom. forward, but he's he's a forward. He's, he's tall enough. He, he seems to play as a key. He plays taller than he is. But um, let's jump to the Saints side. There's a bit more going on here, Dom. This was one of your best shouts on the pod to date, I reckon, Brady Crouch. Oh, I don't know, strength. mate. I've had a few. I've had a few really good shouts on this potty. Um, but yeah, look, I did say Brad Crouch, great pod, and he went bang this game, didn't he? 17 tackles. That's got to be close to a record, doesn't it? Jeez, I wonder what the record is. Do you reckon anyone's got 20? I reckon someone's got 20. I reckon, there, yeah, there's been a wet game. Um, it, yeah. it probably is Jack Steele. That, that would be my guess of who it is. Reckon Jack Steele's a guess? Yeah. You're, you're wrong. It's actually Rory Laird. Oh, that would have been a close second, actually. Uh, how many, how, how, many, how many did he get? Oh, how yeah. Many? How many do you reckon? It was actually last well, year. Wow. Well, I said, um, I said, I reckon, oh, it would. Let's go. I think over twenty. So twenty, twenty-one. No, it was exactly twenty. Twenty flat. Wow, that's such a huge game. That's like five years worth of tackles for you, mate. Five years. That's that's my career. I reckon. That's your career? He's, he's, well, you're still probably not even quite there yet, are we? No, actually, no. I would have got two on the weekend. So, no, I've probably got to 20 before. Maybe maybe, maybe a couple of years of <laughs> my footy. Like, it's just luck would have it. If you're out there enough, Dom, you eventually tackle someone. So, um, he was fantastic, uh, as was this man who's kind of been on a little bit of a tear of late, Jack Sinclair. Um, same role as he's always had. But, um, yeah, once again, he was really good and, and racked up a ton of the footy. Yeah, do you have Jack Sinclair on your side now, Dom? No, nah, no, I don't have him. But yeah, do you want him? It's just I've kind of stuffed up a little bit by getting Caleb Daniel in. Just price wise, it was probably a bit silly. I should have kept a little bit more money in the bank to give me a bit more flexibility to trade someone in. Um, so yeah, look, I might have made a bit of a boo there. Bit of a blunder. Bit of a blunder. Um, mm. Rowan Marshall, as I alluded to before, he. I can't believe he scored so bad in this game. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time trying to figure it's it the out. Best ruck to come up against, isn't it? And BJ it Williams is, is got more hit outs. <laughs> Bailey Williams, um, yeah. But, but Marshall Don had 26 touches. It's just he just couldn't use it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, 104. Seven clangers. Very disappointing. Uh, we wanted this to be up near the 130 score, but it, it is what it is. I, I don't think there's. Oh, two. wow. What a, what a mantra that is to have, Exy. 
It is what it is. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's um, it's like I'm a bit sad about it if I'm honest. So I don't want to talk about it for too long. Um, Jack Steele again, not impressive with eighty six, and I really can't find any other talking points, Dom. Unless well, Wanganin I've... Miller, um, obviously a bit of a down game this one. Yeah, uh, well, he was a bit of a speculative and back. He's, he's, yeah, well, he's I, no I'm not the only one, mate. Um, who, who traded him in, so he's probably one to cover, but. Yeah, not an ideal game for him. You probably expected a huge performance given how West Coast typically allow defenders to score pretty well. Um, but yeah, that, that hurts, that one. Uh, but outside of that, actually, I think that concludes our wrap for the round. Um, that was round, gee, actually, I want to say it was round 16, mate. Well, you bang on. It was round 16, heading God, into round 17 good. now. So, well done for the impromptu. I mean, we talked about that last night, so I'm not giving you too many points for that. It's, it's in the um, script. <laughs> you thought the DPP changed at 16 and instead it's 18. So, um, uh, right, where well, did you want to move to next, mate? Yeah, What's well, look, that's the thing, the actually. The world's our oyster, isn't it? Uh, but no, let's, let's move on to... Let's just have a bit of fun. Let's just... Walk through what can, is can going to be. Can I ask you a be... question? Can next time oh. can you can you send me the script? Is because it's a very yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a bit of a breakdown in the um in the communications of the script. And the, <laughs> the fact that I've got it on my end, but I just don't know how you, you haven't got it on your end. Um, but you know, if we could get that and, and also the audio on the podcast sorted on your side, mate, it would also be handy. Um, as well. Listeners, but let's let's move on to. Yeah, they don't know about that, but every week Zay's audio takes me about one and a half hours to get on on my my end. So, yeah, that's a, that's a pain I go through to put this up for you guys. I hope you appreciate it. But uh, what I'm I want to run for it's tough. You really are technical. Like you are. Like my grandpa is almost better than than you with technology. No, well, that's 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 not factually accurate because it could be though. Grandpa, it, and it's, well, it's just not. So let's let's move on. Well, he Where knows he, he knows how to turn the heater on, and that's you know that's, that's almost the same level as you. Well, you you pull the um, script out now right. and tell me where we're going next. We are moving on to the captain's challenge punishment three point oh. Actually, I've obviously copped the chili. I've copped an ice bucket. Now we needed to move on to the next one. You know what? I wouldn't be upset with just a push. Like, we haven't had a push for a while, have we? <laughs> what am I pushing you off? Because this captain's challenge has become a little bit of a uh, Dom's punishment challenge, hasn't it? So, realistically, this week when I was thinking of ideas, it was just a matter of what do I want Dom to do? <laughs> Not oh, oh, oh okay. Be, well, segueing that, mate, we're going to obviously, we haven't, we haven't, Conversed. Um, you know, it's written down on the script, but obviously you haven't got it. Um, what my idea is, but we're going to run through both of our, our ideas, and we'll, we'll have a quick pitch to which one we think it should be. So I'm going to let you take the floor first, mate. And what do you think the, the first idea should be? Well, Dom, I have this theory that you actually talk too much, and I wrapped my brain of, of ways that I could prevent you from talking when you shouldn't be talking. And one thing that I thought might be a good idea is to fill your mouth with cinnamon. To a point that you have to try and swallow the cinnamon. Um, so I was throwing out the cinnamon challenge for you, um, which might give the listeners a bit of um, a bit of peace and quiet for a change. Um, and yeah, that, that's the one that I'm uh, that I'm pitching at you. What what have you got for yeah, me? You've you've just come up with that one off off your own accord there, mate. Yeah, okay, okay, that's it's, all right. It's never, we've, never we've been done, a, done before. Never been done. We've before. done we've done a food challenge so far, XE. So. I think we wanted to move away from it. Um, and f- for me and you, I think obviously our listeners and our followers on on the Instagram page are going to be fortunate enough to see that I've got plenty of chest hair, uh, mate. And I think the oh, loser, like the loser's like copping, a, copping a, wa- a wax. 
A wax of the tip? chest here. No, oh, I reckon the whole chest. No, what do you mean the whole chest? That's a huge punishment. Well, you may as well do the whole front actually, because I got my bellies covered in here too. Um, all right, <laughs> well, well, we'll go through. We'll go is this just a maintenance thing for you? Two. Is this meant to be? A <laughs> <laughs> two strips. Two strips. Two. Two strips. I, I feel like two strips is fair. Two strips yep. is fair. Um, and you've got to pull them off yourself. Does the does the other person get to choose where the strips are located? Well, can we do that? Oh, okay. well, I reckon it, yeah. Well, or do uh, we just choose like the most hairy region? I just think the chest. Okay. One on chest. each side. Yeah. That no, that makes sense. Then you can rock the rock the landing strips for a little while on the chest. Yeah, yeah. So look, that's the options that we have this week. Um, so I think we've done a food challenge. I think we need to move away from the food challenge uh, at least for a, a couple more weeks until I do inevitably do do this wax challenge. Um, what do you think? Do we think we go with my idea or yours? Well, I think you're not really giving me a choice, so I'm in. Let's do the wax yeah. challenge. Look, let, let's, let's be completely honest. You, you're going to be doing it anyway. So. Well, now that we've locked it away, I wanted to like ramp up this challenge to be bad enough it almost makes up for the last two because I know I'm going to win this one. So I was actually reverse psychology you into this one. Um, so I just wanted to make the punishment bad enough that it feels like we're, we're even. So I, I feel just, like we've mate, accomplished I just that. got my bag captaincy out this week. So I'm back with a vengeance mm. next week. Well, I've been doing that for the last month. So I'm due. I'm, I'm here to guide our listeners in the right direction and I'll be doing so this week. And yeah. avoiding penalty, hopefully. Um, touch wood, it, I, I do feel like I'm, I'm due. But then at the same point in time, your selections have been so bad, maybe I'm not. Yeah, look, I think I'm even more due, to be honest with you. Um, but I guess this is a perfect opportunity to run through what the segment's going to be now. Obviously, we're not doing a Thursday podcast. So instead, actually, we're going to exclusively post our captain's sea choices on the Instagram page, which just basically means you, you just can't afford to not follow us, can you? You definitely can't. If, if, you, want, if you want the best captaincy choices from me, mostly. So on the Instagram page, guys, if you're looking at it straight on, it'll be the options on the left. And what's it? What's it? What's the handle again, Xy? Just a quick plug. It's the supercoach. It's supercoach underscore spotlight. Um, oh, okay. yeah. And you you will see a post there of the captaincy selection. So we do it in a medal system, Dom. So we give you the gold medal of who we think is the best option. You know, if you're not a fan of that, you can have the silver medal, who is the second best option, and the bronze being the third best. That's how generous we are. We give you three mm. selections of not only the vice captain, Dom, but also the captain. We give you three of both because we are just giving people uh, and. And I think that was do- also because our lawyers said we can't give specific advice. So we needed to like diversify it a little bit that it's more of a, a suggestion. Uh, good, good, good update on that one, Dom. So yeah. our lawyers are actually no longer affiliated with us due to us not being able to pay any of our bills to date. So we mm. are now free from the confines of the lawyers. I'm not sure what that means for us. Does that mean we, are, we, are we free from the confines of the law as well? <laughs> well, one could only assume that is the outcome. So it, it would be fair to say that you, we're just free men now. We can do what we like, and um, and yeah, okay. the law does not apply to us. So go your hardest, make okay. as many make as many commitments as you as you want to, because we're not liable anymore. I think. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, so we've, we've worked that out, and obviously, keeping in in mind on on the Instagram po- uh, page will be me doing uh, the ice bucket challenge as well as my punishment. So I think a bit of entertainment on there today, isn't there? Actually, and it's, it's only going to build from here. 
Yeah, look, if, if you didn't catch it already, Dominic doing the chili challenge is quite a good watch. And um, and I imagine you doing the ice bucket challenge is going to be very similar. Apparently, he's got the rig out. So for all, all of you who want to see what Big Dommer, the Ruckman's rig looks like, um, you're going to catch it up on the Instagram page. Just again, Dom, that is supercoach underscore spotlight. Jump across for a bit of entertainment and also some profound captaincy knowledge. Um, anything else, Dom, before we conclude this week's episode? Oh, 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 hang on. No, we haven't even done trades yet, mate. Oh, Have you not read the script, mate? Like, to- you're killing me. I, I told tried you, to tell you. We're doing one podcast, so we want to do some trades, Exian. And because, you know, you're so ill-prepared with this, I thought it'd be great to sort of reel off some options trade-wise. And I want you to just say yes, no, maybe I don't know. Can you repeat the question? Loved Malcolm in the Middle. Great show. Um, was- okay, anyways. Let's, let's start off with these, these trade options, actually. And these, we're going to just start it off by position because I think it, it just makes it simple. We're just going to run through position-wise and, and would you touch them, yes or no? Um, now, obviously, we, I think we're going to have a few locks, actually, who I'm not going to mention. You know, obviously, Nick Dacos is a lock. Dawson's a lock. Stewart's a lock. The rest in the back line, it does get a little bit, you know... Pick pick your own adventure, I'd say, actually. Um, so we're going to run through the, the man of the hour, Dan Houston. Are you trading him in? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and the man of the second hour, Shannon Hearn. Are you trading him in? Absolutely not. All right. Um, and then the next one, actually, Bailey Dale. Bailey Dale's a yes for me, Dom. Uh, I mm, like him as okay. a pod. Okay, he's at a pretty good price point, 527K. Um, you know, obviously, JJ is out of the side as well as Ed Richards. So that it could potentially play out the back end of the season. Does that worry you? I don't even know. Like, I've, I've tried to find... Well, I, I like, hope can, you did. I've, I've, I've tried to find trends in Dale scoring, and it doesn't seem too related to anyone being in or out. He just either plays well or he doesn't. So well, I think we're just picking, a, picking him on being a good player. And as you sort of said, the more dogs, the merrier. So let's get him in the side. I do like that mantra. I wasn't on board, but then I was back on board. I reckon since JJ's gone out, mate, he scored pretty close to 100 average. So I'd say that's it's a little bit incorrect in terms of, of his scoring there. There's a little bit of correlation Who's giving this there. advice, mate? You or me? Um, another lawyer, mate. He's still <laughs> on my books. Um, <laughs> okay, next one. Jordan Ridley, are you touching him? No no chance. I've been really big on him and Red, but maybe okay. no. If you don't have Jackson Clare yet, are you getting him in? Yes, absolutely. All right. Sam Doherty. Oh, I mean, I'm only saying yes to Sam Doherty if he is your D6. That's the only circumstance. Yeah, I mean, you're saying yes to a lot of players here, mate. We've only got three options, so... All right, well, then no. Of those backs, which three are you picking? So we've, we're locking in Nick Dacos, we're locking in Tom Stewart, we're locking in Dawson. As the other three backs, ideally, who are they? Um, so, can, do you want me just to tell you who I think the yep. top just tell six me, t- defenders just tell are going to be? Either, or just tell me right now. Yep. Okay, so I think, obviously, Nick Dacos, Jordan Dawson, Tom Stewart, Jack Sinclair's in there for me. Um, just, can I count Sicily or no? No, not for now. Okay, so leave him out. So, Dacos, Dawson, Stewart, there's three. Sinclair, That's I'm going to chuck as four. Houston, I'm going to chuck as five. And this is where it gets dicey, but I'm actually going to go with your man, Caleb Daniel. I think he's going to sneak Ooh. up. They're going to be my six best defenders. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure about Caleb Daniel, but obviously I've traded him in, so you just be a bit worried with that XE, I think. All right. Okay, that's that's good. Let's let's quickly run through the midfielders XE while, while we're on the topic. So 
Lockie Neal, I think obviously a lot of people have him, but if you don't have him, it's gee, he's at a tough price. It's five six hundred. You missed the boat in terms of of a really you know kind price point because earlier this season I think he's down to like five sixty at one point, wasn't he? When you probably picked him up. Yeah, it was it was pretty cheap. As a ship sailed, would you get him? Would you get him in? Yeah, I would still get him if I had the money. All right, Brad Crouch. Yeah, I'm convinced. Yep, Parish. Yeah, I think if you're struggling for cash, I like it. All right, Adam Chera? Definitely. Who else you got? Adam Chera? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Did you say something before that? Yeah, I said definitely. Did that not come I didn't. Through? I didn't hear anything. I don't know if that came through. <laughs> the audio. It was just, just this awkward yeah. silence. Of yeah, like, I didn't hear anything. I was like... <laughs> Did the power go out or something? Like, <laughs> I thought that you were having a strike on the other end. Oh, maybe I was. You know, uh, what about it? Who else you got right. for me, mate? Who else have I got for you? They're probably the main ones that I wanted to run through for the midfield. The last one, I guess, Josh Kelly. Nah. No. Are you thinking of missing like would you are you thinking about even getting Clayton Oliver in when he's when he's good to go? Uh I was, but it's going down and down every week, to be honest. Like, okay. you can't... So what I'll say to that, Dom, you can't get him the first week he's back. You, you're going to want to have a look at him. And then I just think by then, like, the season's over. So you probably just... No one's going to get him. Oh, yeah. No, actually, you're right. I think he... Yeah. And it is tough, obviously, coming off an injury to get him back in because do you trust him to, to not get injured again? Obviously, he had a really good run prior to the injury in terms of games played. He's still in, he's still in 20% of teams. How's that for a mm-hmm. start? Yeah, a lot of people held him. and Gee, that's really hurt, hasn't it? Um, all right, but we need to keep moving really quickly. Actually, Adam Trelaw, yes or no? Yes. Luke Parker? Yes. Okay, man. There's only so many midfielders you can say yes to. But I actually wanted to go back to, to one um, who we sort of were going to chat about earlier, and that is Callum Mills, mate. And in terms of, of, of him, obviously, he's a mid, and now now mid, are you getting him in? What? So, I actually like Callum Mills' pick, but only if you sort of have someone that you can loop him with. So, for me, I, I picked Sheldrick because I wanted to have cover for mids and forward. And I think Mills, you can do... Like, if you have a constable still sitting on your bench, you now have a loop, way of looping uh, defensive cover and mid cover with Mills. So he gives you a ton of flexibility. So I think for someone who's as good as Callum Mills is, I, I'm at a five at a 400K price point, which is like, let's say you have a spare 30K in the bank, you can just, you know, take George Wardlaw to Mills. How much of an upgrade is that? It's crazy. So I think the I mean, circumstances... The bench, not, not a ton. <laughs> Yeah, but you can still loop. Because then you get stuck in the same position that you were, actually. You're like, okay, I've got a midfield loop who's who I'm going to emergency. Which midfield are you going to take off it? So you just, you know, you're just confused in terms of, of there's no obvious option to, you know, take off the ground. It's a good it's a good problem to have, is what I'll say to that. Um, okay, Doma. Okay. So to, to finish this off, you've obviously thrown these at me. Um, I want to do the last two lines with you. You've kind of got the two easier lines, well, I'd say. Have I uh, stalled you enough for you to get some research up and, and have a read of the script? No, you didn't. you got to send it to me, mate. This is what I'm trying okay. to tell you. Well, you know, there has been some disruptions between us in terms of communication, um, but let's 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 run through this. What, so we've got the ruck line first. You yep. want to go through? So I just want you to pick your top two rucks um, for this season. So obviously, I think the options are pretty clear. the The top four rucks are in in terms of you know average really, which is I think the most accurate read. So we've got English Briggs Marshall. 
Uh, and then I think you could probably throw Wits and Darcy in as well. So let's go from five. Who's your top two from that list of five? From this point forward, it is wild to think that Briggs is the second highest average in the ruck, isn't it? But obviously, I think, look, you lock one spot away with Tim English. That's just to throw away the key. You don't know anything about it. But I actually think the second one from this point forward is going to be Sean Darcy. I like it. I think that's a good call. I think he's Uh, easily capable. Um, I don't think I'm going to get him, but... Your top six forwards now to sort of close off this aspect of it. Um, I think we can happily lock away Dunkley and Taranto as, as two of the top six. Would you sort of be happy enough with that? I think the forward line's super easy this year. I think it's been the easiest line that we've had out of all of them. In terms give me, of give me the top six the, then. I'd love to hear I mean, the top six. The top five are simple. Dunkley, TT, Zach Butters, Connor Rosie and Gordon are the, yep. are the top five. You obviously lock those away. So then it comes down to like really the sixth spot actually – it is difficult. I think the last spot is difficult in terms of everything. Those five are pretty, you know, certain. I don't love McRae, man. Like, I really don't. Um, but he has been <laughs> scoring really well somehow, actually. And he, he just finds a way. So, I think between, I guess, McRae and, gee, dare I say it, either Daniel, uh, probably the last spot for, for the forward line, I think, for the remainder of the year. Yeah, fair. I'd be inclined to agree, mate. Well, um, while I've got you, because you're, you're, you seem to be the expert on this script that I don't have, uh, what, mm. what's left in the script? Because uh, we're running short on time. We're not running short on time, mate. We've got all the time in the world. But, actually, you are spot on this time. And I know you've tried to conclude this potty uh, three times so far. But guess what, <laughs> I've mate? got you're things finally... to do, mate. You're finally free, mate. And we're going to conclude. And obviously, it was great to sort of change the format and, and get used to this one... Um, podcast a week and, and really be able to give you guys as much information through this period and, and have it really structured where we can really put our time and effort into developing a really tight-knit script um, that just flows really smoothly, actually. Um, don't you tend to agree? Mate, we're pretty bloody good. I'll, I'll say that much. We're fantastic at this impromptu work and, and we do it very well. One thing I'll say, Dom, we are still absolutely open to trying to solve your super coach issues. So if you do have some team-based questions, um, please feel free to flick them across to us on supercoach underscore spotlight Instagram page. If you don't have that, flick it across to the email address. Dom, do you remember that one off the top of your head? Yeah, it's just supercoach spotlight at gmail.com but can I also mention I haven't got a single email yet um, apart <laughs> from, from spam and junk emails so well, can you can you can you use that email to send me an email of the script no that's not what that email is for mate <laughs> okay so you know if I start guys. using this email I'm gonna I'm gonna lose that one time that someone sends through an email to me you know, <laughs> well, I mean? you, know you just never know where it's coming from so you've got to be ready for these things Exactly right. So I can't dilute it with, with junk, um, such as your your conversations in there as well. So on that note, actually, uh, appreciate you guys joining today's podcast. Obviously a longer edition, but thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back to discuss the ramifications of the Captain's Challenge next week.